Welcome to Move Forward Radio, a show featuring interviews with physical therapists and other healthcare experts. This program is brought to you by MoveForwardPT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Learn how physical therapists can help people of all ages and abilities reduce pain and improve and restore motion to achieve long-term quality of life at MoveForwardPT.com. Welcome to Move Forward Radio. I'm Jason Bellamy. For the past 15 years, Americans in pain have increasingly been prescribed opioids, painkillers that include Vicodin, Oxycontin, Methadone, and combination drugs like Percocet. These drugs can be effective over short periods and safe in low doses, but they come with risks, including depression, overdose, addiction, and withdrawal symptoms. The result is a national health crisis that involves not only prescription opioids, but heroin as well. Thankfully, there are safer ways to manage pain, among them physical therapy, which was recommended in guidelines by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention as an alternative to opioids. The American Physical Therapy Association, which is partnering with the White House to address the opioid epidemic, has launched a national campaign to raise awareness about the dangers of opioids and the effectiveness of physical therapy. In this episode, we talked to campaign spokesperson and physical therapist Joe Brents about pain, opioids, physical therapy, and APTA's Choose PT campaign, which you can learn about at moveforwardpt.com slash choosept. Here's our conversation with Joe Brents. Joe, the stats around the opioid epidemic are really staggering. Um, just to mention a few of them, sales of prescription opioids have nearly quadrupled since 1999. Deaths related to prescription opioids have quadrupled. Heroin use has quadrupled. Um, that's the kind of high-level overview of the extent of the problem. But when you look at the statistics related to the epidemic, what stands out to you? So what is the most staggering statistic to me is the rate that opioids are prescribed in the U.S. For example, in 2012, healthcare providers wrote 259 million prescriptions of opioid medications. That's nearly a prescription for every American adult to have their own bottle of pills. So what we have seen is a culture that suspects when they hurt, they should take a medication, and that hurt will go away. Unfortunately, there's a high risk for doing this, and the pills aren't always necessary nor as effective as one may think. What we're finding out is that movement and physical activity could be just as effective in controlling one's pain. So that's the good news, and so let's go back to that pill for every pain mentality just to make sure everybody's on the same page. What's an opioid? So opioids are a class of drugs used to control pain. We're all fairly familiar with prescription opioids, such as oxycodone, Vicodin, and hydrocodone, which are often prescribed for those with moderate to severe pain. Some people in severe pain may also be prescribed a synthetic opioid called fentanyl, which is much more powerful than the other opioids. What some may listening may not know is that heroin, obviously an illegal drug, also fits within this classification. So when we're talking about opioids, you know, we're talking about those familiar names, the Oxycontins, the Vicodins, but then, as you mentioned, it, it could include the, the heroin. And so that's why, in, for example, the national campaigns, uh, the White House's efforts to address the epidemic, for example, that everybody's focusing not just on the prescription opioid part, but also the slippery slope toward heroin. And that's why we're seeing spikes in use on both cases. Is that right? Uh, exactly. Exactly. 
So opioids can help people with pain. You mentioned that. They can be productive. There are times when it's appropriate. But what are the side effects, the potential side effects for prescription opioids? Sure. So prescription opioids can carry side effects that are very minor to very severe. One staggering statistic is that 1,000 people are treated in the emergency room every day from opioid misuse. Individuals who take opioids can develop an opioid addiction, which results from an unsuccessful effort to cut down or control use, which results in social problems such as uh, miswork, misobligations at home. The CDC actually suspects that over 2 million people were addicted to opioids in 2014. Another major side effect is that patients receiving opioids to relieve pain may actually experience more pain with time. This side effect is called opioid-induced hyperalgesia. So when people with chronic pain take an opioid suspecting that it may relieve their pain, it can actually make their nervous system a little bit more sensitive. So we know under chronic opioid use, individuals may develop a tolerance to the medication. This causes them to seek more medication to receive the same desired effect. Unfortunately, this can often lead to an overdose, which does occur from excessive amounts of the medication. This causes serious alterations to the body and actually can potentially lead to death. So given all those risks, um, a number of things that have, have happened. Um, one of the most uh, recognizable things, President Obama proposed $1.1 billion in new funding to address the epidemic, and by that we're talking about not only the the uh, prevention part of it, but also treating people who have addiction to opioids, for example. And then in March, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention released new guidelines related to the prescription of opioids for long-term pain management. And you just talked about how there's uh, essentially the risks go up and the effectiveness note goes down the longer somebody uses opioids. So before we kind of talk about what the CDC recommended, uh, let's dig in more into that long-term part. So, so again, the, the effectiveness of the opioid may go down, the risks go up, but when are the times where it might be appropriate to use opioids? You know, as I'm talking here and as I'm telling you about some of the major side effects that can occur from opioids, you must understand that not all prescriptions for opioids are bad. Uh, there are definitely times when opioids at proper doses are still an appropriate part of care. Uh, we definitely see this with acute care situations after individuals may receive uh, either a minor or major surgery. Uh, in physical therapy, we often see individuals who have had a total joint replacement. Opioids following that procedure are likely necessary and effective. We also think that opioids are effective for cancer treatment. Individuals with different types of cancer might experience a significant amount of pain, uh, and that pain can be controlled, especially with long-acting opioids. Opioids are often used and end-of-life care as well uh, to help control individuals' pain, and it's definitely necessary in that case as well. But increasingly, research indicates that opioids are less effective for managing more chronic or long-term pain. So the cases I gave you are more in the acute setting, so less than three months. At the same time, we know that the longer someone uses opioids, the greater the risk for misuse and abuse and the negative side effects that, that come along with it, as we've discussed. So in the short term, opioids are likely effective, but in the long term, we want to look at more active approaches to management, such as physical therapy. And so that leads to those specific CDC recommendations. So kind of give me the, the high-level overview. What was the CDC's recommendation related to the prescription of opioids? Sure. So the CDC recommends that non-opioid treatments 
should be used for the management of most chronic pain. To quote one line from the guideline, experts agree that opioids should not be considered first-line or routine therapy for chronic pain. Instead of opioids, the CDC guidelines suggest that people in pain should get non-opioid treatments like physical therapy, that those options should be explored first, and that even in situations when opioids are prescribed, active treatments like physical therapy should still be part of a plan of care. And so I think that last part is a really interesting part. So basically the, the CDC is suggesting, yes, there are times when opioids are appropriate. Um, definitely for those short-term acute situations, there, there might be more times that are appropriate. But then even in a situation in which someone um, is prescribed opioids, maybe in a, a non-short-term situation or a short-term situation, that those non-opioid options should still be part of the healthcare treatment plan. So kind of what are your thoughts on the, the benefits of taking that approach? So we have a significant amount of evidence to suggest that active approaches are extremely important in uh, patients' care. Taking a pill uh, obviously is a very passive approach. It goes outside of what we call a patient's locus of control, which refers to the extent to which individuals believe they can control events that are affecting them. So when we empower the patient to take control over their own health and to take that active approach to do something about it, rather than just taking a pill, the success rates go up, the patients get better. And then obviously that active participation is really a core component of physical therapy, correct? You're exactly right. Physical therapists are the most highly trained individuals to take patients through uh, programs based upon deficiencies that they might find in that individual's movement. So movements that may hurt or movements that they're unable to perform. So then this brings us back to what you talked about at the very beginning. And so if we're going to do this, if we're going to get uh, people using these non-opioid treatments, that's a shift. It's a shift away from this idea that I could just take a pill and be passive, and that's easy, right? Or I can do something active, and yeah, it's empowering, but it's work. I've got to do something. Um, so does that sort of highlight the, the challenge in in fighting this opioid epidemic? It's definitely a challenge. I, I believe that we actually need to have a cultural shift in which patients begin seeking a more active role in their care. There's been this ongoing mindset that if somebody hurts, they should be taking a pill. We see this reinforced in the media all the time. What do we see? We see commercials for individuals with arthritic pain or fibromyalgia pain. Unfortunately, taking that pill, okay, goes outside that patient's locus of control. It doesn't empower them to do something about why they hurt. So fortunately, everyone does have a choice, and pursuing active approaches to care such as physical therapy can be just as effective with much less risk. You've also talked in previous, we've had you on the podcast before, and you've talked about how uh, valuable education can be in terms of somebody's pain, just sort of understanding why the pain's there and, and getting that education. And, and obviously that education isn't going to come from a pill itself. There's nothing specifically enlightening about that. Do you think that as, as people begin to sort of have conversations about their pain, that that can raise an awareness that, that maybe also some pain is okay? That is is that, that part of the culture shift that needs to happen as well? You're exactly right. So uh, there's kind of this mindset that if I hurt, something must be wrong with me. And couldn't be further from the truth. Pain's actually a great means of communication. It, it's a means in which your central nervous system tells you something might be wrong with your body. So if we shift and we instead think about it as being this valuable means of communication, we now look at pain in a new light, okay? It allows us to 
take more of an active approach and, and understand that pain is almost like a guide. So if we move a certain way and we don't hurt, that's your body telling us that it's okay to do this again. Uh, when we mask that and as we take opioids to mask that pain, well, now we don't really have that gauge to understand if we should be doing something or avoiding something. And so, too, I think also sometimes that, that feedback, that pain, can, can sometimes be misleading. And, and so one of the things we've talked about before is low back pain. And that's something that um, if someone maybe 20 years ago had low back pain, somebody might have recommended, hey, just take it easy, bed rest, don't do much. And now we're seeing the exact opposite, right? So what would be the recommendation now for somebody with sort of common low back pain? You're exactly right. What you would recommend is for individuals to take a very active approach from day one, making sure that that individual is moving, making sure that they're not uh, fearful of moving because of that pain that they experience. So we want to recommend if somebody is hurting and they are fearful of moving that they would seek consultation with a physical therapist and they wouldn't delay that, that they would uh, seek that care uh, fairly quickly. What we understand is that the quicker that you seek that care and you seek that guidance, the less likely you are to developing chronic symptoms. So all of this, the, 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 the height of the opioid epidemic and the potential benefits of a really active approach, physical therapy being one of those active approaches, brings us to APTA's campaign. So tell me about Choose PT. So Choose PT is a national campaign to raise awareness about the risks of opioids and the benefits of physical therapy. In all 50 states, plus the District of Columbia, individuals in pain can seek an opinion from a physical therapist without a physician's referral. This approach has proven to not only deliver results for the patient, but also can save them long-term costs. The APTA is active on social media with the ChoosePT hashtag, and there's a website full of resources for patients at moveforwardpt.com and moveforwardpt.com backslash ChoosePT. We will also be seeing national advertising and public service announcements for television, and we're really excited to be taking a leading role in this epidemic. Absolutely, and the APTA is partnered with the White House in trying to address the opioid epidemic and, and the Choose PT campaign as an outgrowth of that as well. Um, so we've alluded to it a little bit already, the differences between just taking a pill and going to physical therapy. One is very passive, one is very active. Um, there are a lot of potential negative side effects for opioids um, that you don't see with physical therapy. But if someone has never been to physical therapy before, uh, what should they expect in terms of pain management treatment for physical therapists? What are, they, what are they asking for or what are they setting themselves up for if they go to see a PT for pain? Definitely. I think one of the misconceptions about physical therapists is that we only perform treatment. A physical therapist will perform an examination on you. They'll provide you with a diagnosis that's unique to you, and they'll develop a plan of care to get you moving with less pain. Think of physical therapists almost like a physician. Instead of prescribing medications, we prescribe safe movements. And we don't prescribe safe movements without looking at you first, determining what you need to work on, and is it truly safe for you to be moving with the pain that you're experiencing. Your physical therapist will likely educate you on why you hurt and develop a very active approach utilizing movements and hands-on care to get you back to where you want to be. We believe that movement is the true magic pill, and a physical therapist is the expert that will help you along the way. So as you think about this, and, and just to wrap up, 
Um, you know, we mentioned the negative side effects that are potential with opioids, which range everything from depression, addiction, withdrawal symptoms, um, overdose obviously being a very real risk. Um, when we think about the quote-unquote side effects for physical therapy, there are a lot of potential positives there. And so do you want to talk about those a little bit? So some of the positive side effects of physical therapy is that you'll get stronger. The stronger you get, the more stability within the joints you'll have, and the more confident you will be with movement. Physical therapy can also decrease your symptoms. It can decrease your pain. We are highly trained in understanding what pain is as well as how to control pain. So I would expect that if you were to seek care from a physical therapist, they would help eliminate your pain. In addition, physical therapy can help improve your endurance. It can help you feel better about yourself as you're moving. So while we don't carry the negative side effects of opioid medications, there's a lot of positive side effects of seeking care from a physical therapist. So it seems to me, you know, we talked about the opioid epidemic, and that's obviously what this episode is about, but it's not the only national health crisis. So, we, you know, America's got an obesity problem. It has a lack of physical activity problem. It seems like, you know, you talked about the simplicity of taking a pill to solve a problem. On the flip side, going to physical therapy is a way to address a lot of different problems that seem to be overlapping, but that gets everybody moving, which is only a good thing. Is that right? You're exactly right. There are a lot of positive benefits from movement. As you stated, obesity is a, a major health problem currently in the United States. Getting you moving will provide you a more active lifestyle uh, and likely decrease your risk for developing obesity, and if you are obese, can help you lose weight. Physical therapy can help instill confidence in movement as well. So seeing a physical therapist can help you feel more confident, less fearful of falling, less fearful of of performing activities that you might currently be avoiding because of your current health condition. So I'm really excited about the Choose PT campaign. What it does is it really empowers us as a culture to understand pain better and to avoid medications that might carry major side effects and instead become a much more active culture. I think as we become an active culture, we become healthier, we experience less pain, and we just overall perform better. Joe Brents, thank you so much. And thank you for having me. For more on the opioid epidemic and the Choose PT campaign, go to moveforwardpt.com slash choosept or search the Choose PT hashtag on social media. To raise awareness about the epidemic, please consider sharing this podcast with a friend. I'm Jason Bellamy. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Move Forward Radio. Insight from our guest is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Learn more about how a physical therapist can help you and find a physical therapist in your area at moveforwardpt.com. For an archive of past episodes, visit moveforwardpt.com radio.